1: Yes, it is the overnight crowd on SEN across the SEN network and of course on the SEN app. Uh, don't adjust your wireless. This is SEN. I've I've started giving our guests a bit of creative license, letting them pick some of their own songs. You know, I'm not too sure if if it's a good thing or if it's a bad thing. Let me know. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Oh, uh, you can give us a call, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 But a staple of the Overnight Crowd, of course, is, is you, the listener, and all the people who love to text and call in. But our my good friend, cricket podcaster, cricket writer, is Dave Stevens. Dave, welcome back to the Overnight Crowd. Now, first, before we get into the nitty-gritty, why'd you choose that song?
0: You asked me, and I've been listening to any songs. <laughs> <laughs> lately, and I've been listening to that one. It's a brand new release. It, it, I don't know uh, what the DJs are usually up to on, on you'll find network, but uh, it, it might be one of the newestly ever released and then heard on this station songs ever. Oh, maybe who knows? It, was, it came out I think on Wednesday, or at least um, yesterday. I got the press release. Body type, Sydney band, or like south south coast. I think um, band, four piece. Great, great stuff. Mr. World there. Here, 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 first, SEM with Nathan Gibbons.
1: Yeah, well, the overnight crowd. We are breaking new bands. Uh, well, for those of you who don't know, Dave and I used to work at a community radio station here in Sydney, uh, very similar to—is it three triple R down in Melbourne, Dave?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we get the comparisons all the time. Um, yep. two, is it Two triple I I don't know. No, Texas, no yeah, two, 2 triple R, R is R-
1: two triple R is Sydney. That's the one in right. Three triple R, I'm pretty sure, is the. Sort of RR.
0: community rate. Uh, yeah, three triple R. No, yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. you're right, you're right. So that's I'm where that's
1: that's where Dave and I first met. And then we found out that we actually went to the same school. Just Dave was fifteen years older than me.
0: <laughs> no. It certainly seems that way.
1: No, no, you're not fifteen years older than me, Dave. <laughs> Mate, well, so yeah, that's how that's how Dave and I used to know each other and then we sort of did a little cricket podcasting together. You know, he's gone on now and he's um he's a family man. With, mm-hmm. with a child mm-hmm. and with a nice house in the inner west. Now, Dave, we got a bit of love last week on the text line, and it was about your Gunners, who I believe they had a win on the weekend, did they not?
0: Uh, yes, we did. I was told to keep the faith by one of your excellent Bruce listeners. Rooster Mars, and, that was uh, Rooster
1: Mars, Stevens.
0: <laughs> there we go. So then the, that's all paid off because not only did we get a win, uh, it was a, a brilliant win, an epic comeback. Came from behind twice. Um, last minute, two last minute goals to beat Aston Villa. Uh, tricky little fixture there. But then also got the news that um, yes. Man City gave up a one goal lead at the very end of their game against Nottingham Forest. So it all came up good for us over the weekend. Um, the, the, the the season is just going to be full of these twists and turns. So I'm going to be riding on every single one of those results. But um, I really got to learn to just have a little bit of patience, keep the faith, yep. uh, as your text told me, and just see what happens. But yeah, you know, the faith is now restored.
1: Well, uh, Arsenal play Leicester City this weekend, and if I'm right, Dave, they've they've only got the Europa competition, which starts in a few weeks, that they're left in.
0: Uh, yes, yeah, that's it. Out of the cups, um, yeah, Europa. The draw I think happens tomorrow because there's um, some Europa knockout. Playoff deciders and it's pretty much Man United are facing Barcelona, and only one of them gets to go through to the, um, the last sort of knockout stage. And and whoever wins that game, which is probably going to be Barcelona, that's going to be just it's going to, in most people's eyes, come down to them and Arsenal for that trophy. So we could be fighting pretty well on two fronts right to the death, which would be amazing.
1: Yeah, definitely. And um, I actually was watching a bit of the uh, European football the other day on, on Stan Sport. I've mentioned Stanford a couple of times so far tonight. Um, this is not a paid plug, but Real Madrid absolutely gave it to Liverpool.
0: Oh, what a game that was! It's always a cracker between those two teams, and you kind of were expecting goals. Um, but yeah, gosh, I couldn't couldn't keep my eyes off it. It was great. I love those sort of early morning midweek kickoffs as well. Just you know, while you're logging on to work, work from home, just got the fucker up on the screen. <laughs> Yeah. Um, didn't get much work done that morning, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, well, you know, speaking of, you know, work, working and trying to watch another sport, I, I feel like one of those underrated things is watching the Sheffield Shield and watching, you know, the domestic cricket, which is which has been a bit up and about lately. We're obviously going to touch on whatever the heck is going on over in India. Uh, we will touch on that mm-hmm. in a sec, but... Again, Dave, you actually caught a lot of love on the text line last week. There was an, there was another text coming in from Paul last week, and it was, um, good to talk and hear about Shield cricket. Well done, man. So I assume he's talking to you, Dave. Being a not-so-hidden agenda to not give airtime or newspaper time for the Shield and 50 over in favour of the almighty dollar. Yes. Ooh. Well, Paul, um, I hope you are, you are back. You're a peak customer because, yeah, there has been some shield on. And, you know, we do love the shield. But there was an article that I saw during the week, Dave, and it's something mm. that grinds my gears a little bit, is when <laughs> a player scores a century, you know, maybe he scored a big bash century, or maybe he scored a Marsh Cup century this year, that he should be somehow parachuted straight into the Australian test team. Do you know the player well, I'm talking course.
0: about? And now he's scored a Red Bull 100. So he's got all three. And that in some journalist size qualifies him to um, kick out one of the incumbents <laughs> and get on the plane.
1: Yeah, well, if you are playing along at home uh, in the match I'm talking about, Victoria have defeated South Australia. Uh, Victoria playing very well, and Matt Short taking out man of the match with a 70 in the first innings. When essentially he what well, he scored 70 of their 169, and then backed it up in the second yep. innings with 112. Yep. What did you take out of this match, Dave?
0: Oh, just brilliant performance from Matthew Short, and it's hard not to get carried away, you know, if you're writing about shield cricket. Um... It is hard not to get carried away. Like One of the reasons we follow it is because we're looking for who might be making their way to um, wearing a baggy green next. So you kind of understand the journos do, you know, go yeah. after it a little bit. For sure. um, but no, overall great performance from him. Incredible really to do it in both innings. Um, I don't know which innings was more impressive. Obviously getting 100 in the a, in a second innings is great. Getting 70 when the rest of your team gets rolled is uh, is also really, really impressive. And he did it in quick, Quick time as well. I mean, like, in that first innings, I was just having a look at the scorecard, I think, well, the second top scorer was 34, and everyone else's strike rate was well below 50 pretty much. Um, and he scored a runner ball for his 70. So he's obviously seeing it very differently to the rest of them. In the second innings, he gets 119 off 135 deliveries as well, which is a very, very quick pace with a red ball. So it's, obviously, it's coming quite easy to him at the moment. And, um, yeah, good luck to him.
1: Yeah, good good luck to him. I mean, the the term "bazball" is, you know, a buzzword in every cricket journalist and everyone who talks about cricket. And, you know, "bazball" inspired century from Matt Short. But, yeah, the Vicks are looking quite good. Uh, they are, what, currently second on the ladder of the Sheffield Shield. I think there might be two or so games to go. So, look, the Victorians looking okay there. Uh, just a quick shout-out, a tip of the cap to Spencer Johnson who um, I believe played his maybe his first or one of his first couple of games in the Sheffield Shield. Six for 87 in the second, and Wes Agar took a 5 in the first. Now, uh, another match which is done and won, and it was a a smashing, really. It was uh, Tasmania. Sorry, sorry, my mistake. We are on stumps at day three. Uh, It is looking like a bit of a smashing. Uh, Tasmania. Hundred and sixty nine in their first dig. In the second innings now they're eight for hundred and one, requiring four hundred and three runs for victory against WA now. It's good to see Tim Payne back chance, in the whites. Bro.
0: Give him a chance.
1: Wow, four hundred runs. I mean, is is there a worse possible position? A worse possible position oh. to be in.
0: Well, you have to ask some of our current test players there. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, that's going great. And, obviously, the performance that's caught the eye there is Cameron Bancroft. Guess what we needed an opener, look at him go, 176 not out monster runs.
1: Well, that it was funny that the question around our test side was, you know, with David Warner pulling out is who's our next opener? And I think this was just before Cameron Bancroft was going out to bat again in the first innings. And then he was what caught caught behind for one. Anyway, he's bounced mm-hmm. back in the second dig, 176. Oh, I'm I'm fairly confident, Dave. He is uh, the leading run scorer in the Sheffield Shield this year. He's had a very tremendous. He's had a pretty tremendous year, and he's he's one of the he's out of the three players who were involved in the sandpaper gate. He he hasn't had the opportunity as much as the other two. Of course, the other two's of greats of the game, but I can see a. Possibility of him coming back into the side.
0: Well, he's certainly doing it at the right time. Uh, if you believe what you read in the papers, Warner may uh, be lucky to get another another go. Certainly not um, the best time, little injury for him. Um, and obviously, we kept saying while he's in better form. He's no spring chicken either. So we're going to need openers soon. There's a lot of talk that Matt Renshaw had pretty much already secured. Um, you know, the right to have have next. Gibbs on an opening spot, but he hasn't done himself too many favours in recent performances. And uh, Cameron Bancroft, quite the opposite, is doing very well. You always look whoever's topping the Sheward runs, um, they're always surely in line for a chance. Um, And especially if it's the position that we're sort of needing cover the most. So. Yeah, I think he could be right there. But when does he come in? That's the thing. Is he is he going to the Ashes? Because that that's a that's a big test,
1: huge test. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if Warner plays another Test. Like he was saying, uh, the the drums are beating. The drums were beating prior to you know that Boxing Day 200. So it's all mm-hmm. ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, so yeah, just quickly retouching on that, Tasmania need 403 runs to win, two wickets in hand on day four at Blunston, which is tomorrow. Uh, In the other match, it is Stumps on day three between Queensland and New South Wales. New South Wales batting first, 320, looking down the scorecard. Matt Jilks, the wicketkeeper, who who I've... He's been playing okay this year in Marsh Cup. Uh, He scored 94. Uh, Chris Green, 52. So good to see him playing some more long-form cricket. For the Queenslanders, 115 for Jimmy Pearson. Now, Josh Inglis and Jimmy Pearson scoring centuries this round. Matt Jilk scoring 94. Ooh. A little bit of pressure on Alex Carey? I don't believe so. Uh, in the second innings for New South Wales, we look down the scorecard. Well, Mark Steckity, Michael Nees are in the wickets. I mean, it's pretty much... Would, would it be a Queensland match without those two? taking a bulk of the wickets. And, young off spinner, I believe, Jack Sinfield, three wickets there. Uh, Dave, what have you have you caught anything much from this game?
0: No, Jules, uh, six runs shy of what would have been his uh, maiden century in that first inning, so unlucky to him. Uh, and, yeah, look, those two teams, Queensland probably still considered themselves maybe an outside chance. Um, but New South Wales, look, it doesn't look like they are going to be getting themselves... Their first win. What would be their first win of the season? They're um, looking like Queensland need 198 runs. They're looking like they're on their way to do that. And, uh, boy, when was the last time New South Wales went winless in a Shield Series?
1: Well, there is a good... That's a good question. We'll pose that to our overnight crowd audience. 0433981116. Last week... Dave, I put out to the audience, who has the most 50 over domestic centuries in Australia? Can you can you think of that one?
0: Oh, boy. You got me, you've told 50 over domestic centuries. We talking like a Michael Bevan? No,
1: no. Or, no,
0: no, no. Vic- a top order player, probably.
1: Victorian, Channel 7 commentator. Victorian.
0: 30, it would be Brad Hodge.
1: It would be Brad Hodge, yeah. 20 domestic uh, centuries. Because uh, Dan Hughes, I think, got his 14th. He's been in a rich vein of form. But, yeah, okay. So when's the last time New South Wales went winless in the Sheffield Shield? Well, that's a that's a good question. 433 out Now, Dave, we've been um, – obviously, we love a bit of the Shield talk. But Australia, over there in India, it has been – it's gone pretty much from bad to worse.
0: I don't know, and just when you thought that we were coming back into it with a decent showing <clears throat> in the first innings, uh, yeah, all came crashing down. I mean, decent showing in the first season, decent showing on the first sort of first sort of go of it. Um, a couple of players did pretty well. Peter Hanson did all right. Uzi Kawaja did brilliantly, um, but they were pretty much left in the lurches by everybody else. Uh, we ended up getting 263 in the first innings, which wasn't... Enough compared to the start that we made, but it was, I think, one or two runs more than what we got in the first innings last time we won a game over there. So you had a little bit of hope, especially once the GOAT got the ball, Nathan Lyon, anything looked possible. Uh, Going into day three, anything still kind of looked possible and then, boy, oh boy, where did it all go wrong? The confidence of these guys must be absolutely shot. We had a long time between games two and three. Yeah. Cummins has flown home. Warner's flown home. Cummins is coming back, of course. Um, Agar has flown home. Yeah. It's been a pretty tumultuous tour. Hazelwood's flying home as well. I just Boy, what's going on?
1: I, I just I struggle to see... Okay, so say you're 2-0 down in the series. You've got, what is it, like 10 days off between the third test. It, are we not thinking there should be these... I know Pat Cummins has obviously got family issues. He has to come home from. But where are the experienced leaders within the group saying, you know what, boys, this is still a huge year for us in cricket. Okay, we've lost 2-0. We've been embarrassed. We've still got two Test matches to prove, hey, we are still a great side in international cricket. We can then take some confidence into potentially the World Test Championship. Then, of course, go to the Ashes. I Warner, Smith, Cummins, Hazelwood, all gone. So who's left? You know, you've got Usman Khwaja, who, yes, had a good second test, but hasn't been scoring the runs as well as he would like. you got Travis Head, who was dropped for the first test. Alex Carey, of course, you know, one of the the next best thing in Australian cricket. Mitch Stark, who hasn't played a test. And then Gary Lyon, who, you know, of course, is another leader. But it was evident watching the test that Warner and Smith a big parts in this side. I just don't know where, where the leadership's coming from, but I guess they've got they've got a week still before uh, Wednesday next week, which you can, of course, hear on SEN. Are we any chance, David, salvaging a 2-2 series?
0: 2-2 would be massive from here. I, I, I don't think we've got it in us, but they've got to be working on stuff. They worked so hard before this series. Um, there was so much about the preparation... And um, boy, it would be very deflating to have put in all that work and and be where we are now. And now is it a case of do you tear up the prep and and try and learn on the fly, or do you stick to your guns? Like where do you where do you go from here? The one sort of talking point I want to bring up with you, Nathan. I, I don't want to call it any controversy because it's a bit of a tough time for them. Well, you just got to think of how life might have been under Justin Langer over here. Um, and I think there might be a few people starting to talk about it now. It was controversial at the time. Obviously, he got cared at a pretty offensive 6 months contract. There was a lot of talk about the playing group being pretty much the ones who made the decision um, for Cricket Australia, which didn't go down well with some former players, and possibly quite rightly so. I'm not trying to weigh in, weigh in on whether that was the right call or not, but... Um, Usually you're judged on on your victories Um, as a sports coach, and he he had a very, very impressive CV. And you you wonder about Andrew McDonald's approach compared to Justin Lane's approach. I don't really know anything about Andrew McDonald's preparation, but he's kind of got this sort of um, external reputation as as probably being the nice guy, whereas JL was, you know... The (laughs) hard-ass. Let's just say not that. Yeah, a bit harder. Old school, maybe. Yeah. Um, though all the reports were that he kind of did turn that around. He took on the feedback um, from the playing group. Um, and then, yeah, we're still for sort of, the the job. So, I don't know. Are people are going to start talking about, oh, what would happen in jail? I guess I'm talking about it
1: now. <laughs> yeah. No, um, look.
0: Just, just, just one of those things that has to come to mind.
1: Yeah. Well, I suppose it was the, you know, senior leaders within the Australian cricket team who, who sort of pushed for the new coach. And unfortunately, They've um they've made their bed. Now they're going to have to line it.
0: Yeah. And uh, the very, just to recap, the, the very basic, of my understanding anyway, was we needed someone a little bit less hard and who could help. Well, they sort of officially said that they needed a, a new skill set because um, the team was in such a different place. But the understanding was that they didn't want someone who was a hard-ass anymore. They wanted someone who could maybe help get a little bit more personal with them and help them sort of on a different level. And in terms of performances, so far, um doesn't seem to have done the job just yet. But look, let's give them the opportunity of turning it around. They've got to come out and show a lot of grit and determination. I just don't think they've got the quality. We're up against a brilliant India side, by the way. And that man again, Jadeja, I warned, yeah. us, I warned us all about him. And he's done, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it managed a match in both games, I believe.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's a tremendous player and, it's all to do for the Australians, uh, of course, next uh, Wednesday. So Wednesday, all the action right here on SEN Test Cricket for the third test. We'll see if Australia can dig themselves out of this hole that we are currently in. Dave Stevens, thank you very much, mate. We'll chat soon.
0: See you
1: Yeah, it is the overnight crowd on SEN across the SEN network. And, of course, on the SEN app, we'll take a break. and We're back with plenty more.